folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Allie Oni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. It's a little rainy outside, so we've been a little bit cooped up in the house today, um, but that gave us ample time to work on our next uh, album. Yeah, and I am so excited about the album that we have this week. Thanks for choosing it. I mean, I didn't choose it. You chose it. Well... Thank yourself for choosing it. Yeah. Good job, self. Pat on the back. Yeah. (laughs) Nice job. So do you want to tell our listeners uh, what our album is this week? Oh, my gosh. Y'all, it is the lovely and talented Sarah Bareilles, and it is her album Kaleidoscope Heart that we are going to be talking about this week. I'm super excited. Um, So for a little background... Sarah Bareilles is an American singer-songwriter and actress. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so she's like a triple threat there. Um, She composed and worked on the lyrics for the Broadway musical Waitress. Mm -hmm. She's been nominated for a bunch of Grammys and Tonys, and she's won a couple as well. Yeah, she is a total BA lady. So Kaleidoscope Heart is her third studio album, released in September of 2010, and it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the title of the album was representative of how she envisions her heart. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting. Um, she did say that after writing her second album, she was suffering from a bout of writer's block. Mm-hmm. And I think she said it was, gosh, I forget the name of the song right now. Unchained? Uncharted? Uncharted. Um, after she wrote the chorus for that, it broke her writer's block, and she was able to write the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is notable that there's only one song on the album that shares uh, that she shares a writing credit with. Every other song on the album was written by her. Yeah. Who did she share a writing credit with? So it is the song uh, Gonna Get Over You. Oh, okay. It was written with Sam Farrar of Maroon 5. Oh, no way. Yeah. So he's a multi-instrumentalist um, and I think played a few different parts on the album. It was hard to find exactly where he was credited in the songs. Uh-huh. But, I mean, if he's there and he's sharing a writing credit, like, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a fabulous song. Yeah, it made my list of uh, notable songs for the album. Yeah, Lee, what were some of your initial thoughts? Because this is the first time you would listen through a Sarah Bareilles album. Yeah, I think this this was definitely the first time I, like, sat down you know, turned off my phone or iPad or laptop or whatever technology was around and like really listened. Mm -hmm. You play Sarah Bareilles a lot as you're working or thinking or writing. Um, So I've heard her a lot, but I don't know that I've ever like asked, you know, what's the name of this song? Or like, oh, these lyrics make me feel because I've always been kind of doing something else myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So for an initial listen, I was trying to kind of peg down like what genre I would put this album under because mm-hmm. uh, it's not country it's not folk it's I mean it's singer songwriter yeah I think is probably the best the best thing I can tag it as uh, but I really liked that it was really hard to pin down the genre I feel like it appeals to a lot more people that way and um, yeah I mean not to revisit old episodes but she kind of reminds me of Beck oh really like just a little bit in that like you know, transcending genres, even as she redefines them. Uh-huh. You know, sense. 
So I really like the album. I don't think there was any song that I kind of was like, oh yeah, I'd skip that. Mm-hmm. Like if we put this on on a road trip or just on for another rainy day where we're puzzling, like I would listen to the whole album again and again. Mm-hmm. Good. I am so glad you liked it because it was one of those things where I was like, I do listen to Sarah Bareilles a lot, but I could never quite get a pulse on how you were feeling about the music. So I was like, well, we're going to sit down for a whole album and I hope you love it as much as I do. Yeah, most definitely. Because I know, like initially just hearing Sarah Bareilles, I was like, oh yeah, Waitress and Love Song and like that's it mm-hmm. but yeah there's so much more to her than just that oh my gosh there's so much more to her than that that's like the very tip of a big iceberg yeah I mean in my research for this episode and this album um, I was looking on her like Wikipedia page and found out that she was or she played Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. in the live TV version of um, Jesus Christ Superstar oh no way so yeah so she's I think way beyond like a triple threat. She can just do so many things. Yeah. And notably, she appeared on one of your favorite shows, Community, right? I know. She's in an episode of Community. I don't think we've watched that particular episode yet, uh, but we'll get there. And I'm excited to see how big of a part she plays in it. Yeah. It's on Netflix now. So we're ready. Quarantine life is about to get interesting. Yeah. Hashtag six seasons in a movie just got real. So, Lee, what were some of the songs that stood out to you on this album? So, some of the songs that stood out to me, it's so interesting that we're doing this in, like, a role reversal. I love it. Like, you're taking the role of me, and I'm I'm, I'm you on this album. It's awesome. I can make my voice a little deeper if you would like. So, but, Lee, how do you feel? Oh, I like that. <laughs> Got a good sultry sound in my voice. Um, so some al- or some some albums, some songs on this that stood out to me. The album opener, Kaleidoscope Heart. Uh-huh. It's really short. It really stuck out to me as a song that like if I was making a mix CD or putting, you know, an on the go iTunes um iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Um We're old. Yeah, if I was putting that together on my iPod classic. <laughs> Um, I would definitely add this song. It really reminded me of Imogene Heap's Hide and Seek. Uh-huh. Just kind of, it sounds spacey and everything kind of blends together. And there's, melodically, it kind of um, kind of ebbs and flows. Um, like when I hear Hide and Seek, I'm, for some reason, I think of like sine and cosine waves. Yeah. Um, and looking at oscilloscopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this song really triggered that memory for me, which was really cool. Um, otherwise I liked, uh, King of Anything. Mm, that was classic. A, yeah. That was a great, like, I don't need you song. So fun story about that. Um, and I'm not 100% positive that this is true, but I heard when that came out, that was from her to her manager, um, in the same way that she had written love song to her manager and a like, screw you, I do not need to write a love song to be a productive artist. It was like, who died and made you king of anything in my life? Like, just because you say something is true does not make it a fact. And I do not need to put up with all of this nonsense. Wow. So is this the same manager or a different manager? I don't know. If it was the same one, like, girls got to get out. That person is clearly useless. I was going to say, if it's the same one, yeah, she needs to kick him to the curb. And if it's a different one, like, I mean, I think Al would, would 
gladly be Sarah Bareilles' manager. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about it, but I love your music and your musical. Could I be your friend? Qualified. So I really like that song. Um, another song I liked was Basket Case. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's right towards the middle of the album. Yeah. So that song, for whatever reason, for me, was really uh, reminiscent of the Watson Twins. Uh-huh. And particularly their cover of The Cure's Just Like Heaven. Mm-hmm. And the singing, the pace, the, yeah, different guitar rhythms and everything. It just sounded a lot like that song. And I really like that song. And I really do like the Watson Twins. That's probably about as close to country music as i get yeah or or modern country music i guess so those were the songs that stuck out to me honestly though that whole album is is fantastic and i would listen to it again yeah i just want to point out that sarah Bareilles is wonderful in her own right not because she reminds you of other artists which is how you have compared all of her songs that you like oh this is good because it reminds me of x y and z like she's a wonderful artist just because of her own voice yeah, she, I mean, she is. I don't want to downplay that. I think just being able to tie her to other artists that I like mm-hmm. is, I don't know, just helps in my brain, mm-hmm. like tie her to something. So, and I think that's, I mean, yeah, I think that's how I listen to most of my music is I can be like, oh, this reminds me of this, which reminds me of this, which goes back to that. And especially when I'm, like, branching out into new artists, it's cool to see, oh, well, this person was with this band, and they played this, and then they went on to this band, and, like, what did that band do, and who was in that band, and, okay, they weren't the, you know, driving creative force in that, but that spun off into this. Yeah, I think it's just, like, standing up for female musical artists, and how, when they were first getting started, it was like, oh, you need to have this sound, like, this artist that's already popular, And for women, it's like, we don't need to sound like anybody. We don't need to be like anybody to have value. And that's what I love about Sarah Bareilles is it's just this big, I'm going to be me and me is valuable enough without all of the nonsense that you put on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think if I forget where I read this, but it was in the U.S. If you look at the Supremes, Mm -hmm. they had more number ones than the Beatles in the U.S. And I don't don't know exactly where I read that or if that was songs that they had sung or then that other people had um, covered. Mm -hmm. But like if you took all of those number ones, they had more in the U.S. than the Beatles did. Wow. And they don't get the credit for that, which is a shame. Yeah. Like it's just really frustrating to see, you know, like they have great music. They have a great sound. They have value, and uh, that's just a soapbox I'm going to step down from. Yeah. I would like to say the groups that I was comparing Sarah Bareilles to are also badass women groups. (laughs) I know. So I'm not like, yeah, she sounds like Neil Young. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I I just feel like it's important to say that, like, you don't have to sound like anybody to be a sophisticated singer-songwriter. You don't. That's just how I help remember things. You're still a good person, Lee. Thanks. I'm, I'm keeping all this in the podcast, by the way. Oh. None of this is getting edited out. Oh, shoot. Uh, you can feel free to delete it. It's okay. No. America <laughs> needs to know this. This. 
<laughs> this was just my soapbox. I didn't mean for it to go public. I mean, I think it's good content. It's worth talking about. Are you going to ask me about my favorite songs? No. The <laughs> episode over. Table flip. Just going to leave it there. Flip the table and go. Oh, no. And that was the end of Songs of Our Own. That was it. I had to buy all new equipment. So, Al, those were some of my favorite songs off of this album. Um, tell me about yours. Gosh, Lee, there were so many. Um, you know, I think one of the ones that really stands out to me was Uncharted, which you had talked about how she was that helped break her writer's block. Um, but I think with that song, there's this line of, um, I'm already out of foolproof ideas, so don't ask me how to get started. And when this album came out, it was like just as I was starting my second year at university. And I feel like I was coming to this place of like, I have literally no idea what I'm doing, people. So like follow if you want to. You can be with me, but know that this ship is sailing and we don't know where it's going to. And I think just the confidence that she entered into that song with was really inspiring. Like, you don't have to have all the answers. You just need to move and you'll know when you get there. So that was really cool. Um, And then I think, too, like you were saying, King of Anything was just lovely. I think there are so many women out there that need a good screw you song (laughs) and that really filled the void for so many people that I knew when this album came out of like you know what we're doing the best we can and like suck it basically (laughs) is how it felt um so those were really good I think what I just love the most about this entire album how you were saying that she felt like her heart was a kaleidoscope there's just so much pressure to as a lady be like everything's fine I'm happy and you have like one emotion the whole time and through this whole album she was talking about falling in love she was talking about falling out of love she was talking about setting out on her own like there were so many more emotions than just happy and bubbly and for me she was one of the first strong female voices I had heard in music because I just wasn't that interested in music for a long time. So it was cool to have somebody to look up to as a role model of like, oh, this is what it could mean to be a lady. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I just, I'm all about Sarah Bareilles. There's so many other great CDs and songs that she has. There's definitely one that's not on this album, but I really encourage people to check out called Beautiful Girl. And like she's just playing it acoustically on the ukulele. And if I ever have a daughter, that's a song that I want to sing to her always just to remind her that she is beautiful and has worth even if she doesn't follow all of these dumb societal standards. So I'm a huge Sarah Bareilles fan. In case you didn't know, now you know. But I just really appreciated everything that she stands for and everything that she sings about and I just want everybody to know about her and value her yeah I know I was looking because I know that you like that song so much so I was checking out like the UK releases and the the um, Japanese releases to see if maybe they included that as a you know bonus track or something like that 
And unfortunately, they did not. Oh. They did include on the UK and Japan release um, a live version of Love Song. Oh, nice. Yeah, she is really incredible to see in person. She's actually one of the only people that I've ever gone to a concert for. Um, Yeah, I know, right? That's a big deal. I do not like crowds or people. And I went to see Sarah Bareilles in concert. Wow. Yeah, had the most crazy adventure trying to get our car untowed afterwards, but it was worth it to see her. And she just brings such energy to the performance. And she actually has a really interesting version of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road that Elton John says he likes better than his original version. So I think that says a lot about her and the way that she can adapt music to like really capture the emotions of people. Yeah, I've you played that version for me recently, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It, um, I think, keeps the same spirit of Yellow Brick Road, but it really kind of turns it on its head mm-hmm. in the best way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really what artists were starting to do in the 2010s decade was take music and figure out what is it trying to say? How can I express it differently? How can I find my own voice? Um And like the singer-songwriter style, it's been really interesting to watch that erupt over the last 10 years. Yeah, I agree. Because you saw, I mean, some of that in like the 60s, Uh but it was more commercial-driven. Yeah. And I do appreciate artists these days. They have a a lot of respect for the soul of the song, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better explanation. And so they'll cover it, but they're really all about like honoring where it came from. And kind of back in the 60s, you'd get, there's a ton of artists that covered Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. And yeah, they kind of, you know, gentrified it some. And it just sucks the soul out of a song when you do that. Yeah. And I'm sure Bob Dylan was very unappreciative of that as somebody who is not about gentrification. Yeah, I'm sure young Bob Dylan, too, had a lot to say about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if old Bob Dylan really cares. I mean, the man didn't even show up to win his Nobel Prize. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's very Bob. Well, Lee, thanks for covering this album with me. I really appreciate it. I hope folks are excited to go and learn more about Sarah Bareilles and all of the wonderful music that she has created. Go to Broadway, see Waitress. She's incredible. Yeah, I'm really hoping she comes out to the Starlight or, you know, some great venue here in Kansas City. I think I saw that Waitress was supposed to come to either the Starlight or the Kaufman Center. I can't remember, but it was supposed to come to one of those. I don't know if it's been postponed or canceled, but uh, if we get the chance, we are definitely going to go see it. Absolutely. That's why you're the best husband. (laughs) Thanks. So, Al, do you have any final thoughts about the album or anything before we take off? No, I think we've covered it. Do you know what we're going to cover next time? So, Al, our next album that I'm thinking we're going to do is uh, one of my favorites. It's a classic. It's Bob Dylan's Bringing It All Back Home. Oh, yay. You love Bob Dylan. I'm so excited to cover him with you. I do. He has a place in my top five artists, my top five albums. He's pretty much in my top five of everything. So it made sense that he should be in the top five of our episodes. Perfect. And you said it's what album? Bringing It All Back Home. Excellent. Well, y'all, if you want to listen in advance, Bob Dylan, Bringing It All Back Home is going to be with us next month. 
Lee, anything to say before we sign off? Um, thanks so much for listening, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And uh, it means a lot to us to see that people like what we're doing. Yeah, thank you all so much. So, folks, this has been Songs of Our Own. And until we get to be with you next time, enjoy your own songs. Bye.